0: Hey, a uh, big shout out to you guys worshiping. Man, I could hear you loud and clear. And that just makes all the difference to the worship team to know that you're engaged and that we're engaging together in the in the Holy Spirit and in worship. Such a powerful thing. If y'all don't know that about me, I started here as the— I honestly started as the sound guy, um, but was hired as the worship leader. And my heart is so toward worship. And uh, the Lord really was speaking to me in worship about how he— do we really believe he's the way maker? What are you believing for? Because he really is. Whatever is you're facing, whatever challenge you've got, whatever is in your heart, God can do it. But can we hang on and can we endure and can we push through and can we really believe? And our belief has to translate into doing. You know, if I read his word and I believe it, then I need to do it. And God's on the hook for the doing of his word. He's, look, He's watching over his word, waiting for those who are, who are doing it to perform his word in us. So I want to encourage you, get in the word. You want your life to change? Get in the word and do it. Read the word and do it. I think it's the best recipe anyone can give you is get in the word and do it. I feel like God is so large so magnificent in that even though I'm needing x if I will just do his word and what I'm reading and do that God will meet that need even if the word that I'm reading doesn't exactly apply to that God will take care of me he's just saying follow me somebody say amen Amen. we're in a church this ought to be a place where we follow God right I got one good job Cody (laughs) Um, all right, turn with me in your Bibles. I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. Genesis chapter 4. We've been talking about anger. You know, I, I can't not share about me, and it winds up, I feel like it winds up hurting me. Um, but we're talking about anger, and I had an anger kind of outburst last night. Um, I didn't didn't lose my religion. I didn't burn the house to the ground, but I destroyed a playing card. We were playing a game called Nerts. <laughs> and I've I spent money on 12 decks of cards. I'm very OCD. And the cards have to be perfect. And the cards were sticking to the table and i couldn't get it off the table so i wadded it up and then i proceeded to quit i took my toys and i went home now i was already home and i only put up my deck of cards but it had such impact on the other 3 that were playing they just stopped playing too and i just tried to get up and walk off and be quiet and be gentle and just i'm about to lose it so i'm going to exit And my actions cost the whole game. That doesn't sound like a big deal. But I've got one of my children in just for the Martin Luther King weekend. And she's there playing with us. And I ruined it. And I want you to hear me, church. That's just a silly little story. It didn't have major impact. I went and apologized to her and um, just said I didn't mean for the game to end. I just needed to leave. (laughs) I just needed to leave the room. Um but church, our anger issues, if not um addressed, if not allowed the Lord to heal those things, they will destroy not only ourselves or our jobs or our future, but our families. And not only that, it will sow seeds into your family that they will do what you do. How many of you are your parents? Isn't that just awful? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got great parents. But some of those things I kind of wished would have stayed in that generation and not been passed down, but for some reason when my buttons get pushed the right way, my mom or my dad comes out of me. I'm like, "Oh, shoot. <laughs> I thought I'd outgrown that." I love my parents. My mom's sitting right up here. My dad's passed away 3 years ago. I love them. Um but I am my parents. We do. Our, our, our kids model our behavior. Our kids model our behavior. And you know what? That's a godly thing. Because we should model our father's behavior. Do you hear me? Father God, we should model our father's behavior. That's part of the goal of walking with Christ is that he, he starts to work through us. He starts to show up in me. I'm not going to show up in him. He's going to show up in me. I'm not changing him. He's changing me. So I want to encourage you, as as we're going to take some time over the next few weeks over anger, it's because it's important. Dave Ramsey would say, important. His videos drove me crazy because that was the only word that I'm like, Come on, you're completely country and you're from Tennessee, but you have to say that word like that? Please, stop. It's important. (laughs) Those that watch the videos get it. (laughs) All right, anger. We talked about it last week. Listen to the podcast. Today we're going to pick it up kind of where I I feel like a a good start for anger starts in Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. It says, But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. That's capital he. That's God. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. Verse six, and the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why do you look so depressed and dejected? Verse seven, if you do well, you will not, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Such a good word. Verse 5 says, if we were to look back, it says, But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. God said he had no respect for his offering. So in response to God's response, Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. But he also had a lot of these bad moods that people have as a result of anger. How many of us have moods that go along with our anger? I do. Um, What's so important about the body of Christ is that we get to know each other and we can read each other. Justin, I came off the stage and Justin said, are you okay? I said, yeah, why? He said, I don't know, you look sad. like, well, I got weepy in worship. I mean, that's the body knowing the body. That's not wrong. It's him saying, I'm noticing something's different. It's why we come in here to a church body, as Mark was saying, what a privilege it it is, because sometimes we don't even know we're, we're, we're doing stuff. And someone can say, hey, what's up? As Brandon shared his story, you know, we have been communicating all week about what they were going through. We've known this because that's how the body of Christ works. We just know each other. And we reach out to each other and we talk about these things. But God's saying, why are you angry and why do you look sad and dejected? But then what does God say? Because I love this. It says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is crouching at your door and its desires are for you. And look what it says right here. I think you might even ought to circle this if you're willing to write in your Bible. But you must master it so this anger it says if we do well we will be accepted but if we don't if we don't do well then sin is waiting to get us its desire is for you and we must master it i want to tell you something god has given you the power over sin he's done it through jesus you can't do it without jesus If you're here today and you've never made that first-time step to Jesus, it's no wonder you can't get over over some of the things you're going through. Because you can't. The only way that you can is through Jesus Christ. And it is because of what He did on the cross for us 2,000 years ago. He paid the price for what you're facing so that you can overcome it. Because He faced it without sin. We don't. We face it with sin, and because of that, we cannot overcome it. But because of what Jesus did for us, He gives us that power. Not only does He give us the power, He gives us the authority. Not only can I make a good decision, I have the authority over that enemy that's standing in front of me. Does anybody see that there's a it's not different, it's more. I can get through this, but not only that, I have the power over that. Man, that's good preaching. If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin's waiting. So let me encourage you. Don't blame somebody else for you not doing right. Don't blame somebody else for you making bad decisions, for you doing the wrong thing. That's what he's saying. Because if, if we will get right with the Lord, then you can find forgiveness. Things can be straightened out, but you have to face it. That's what it's saying here. When you are facing these things... If you find yourself not doing well, then you have to master, you have to overcome these things, and you can. We make bad decisions. We fall down. God is a God of second chances, and thirds, and fourths, and fifths. How many of you have needed more than five chances? Yeah. How many of you can't count them on all your toes and your hands? Yeah. That's my God. God. He made a way back for me every single time. There's nothing I've done that's so bad that I cannot come back to the Lord. It's not a game that you want to play. Either you really are following the Lord or you're playing a game. But if you're not playing a game, he always offers you a way back. So don't blame somebody else for what you're going through. Don't blame. Don't get angry because things aren't turning out the way you wanted them to. And you haven't gotten the results that you were hoping for. Think about how many people are in this world that are bitter and angry about their circumstance. Yeah, it'd be nice to be born with a silver spoon. People are angry and jealous of people who have more than they do, but they don't want to do the things it takes to get it. And that doesn't make any sense. As we go through this series, don't spend your life angry and bitter. That is not what God's called, that is not God's plan for you. One of the problems that we have in our society is this attitude that everybody owes me something. Listen, church, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes me anything. God sets before every person life and death. There is no one on this earth can keep God from getting to me what he wants to get to me. Not bosses, not leaders, not presidents, no one. My God is bigger. My my God's arm is long enough, is strong enough to reach me no matter where I am. So the blame game only hurts me. He says, choose life that you and your descendants may live and whatever you sow, that and only that is what you're going to reap. God is a God of reaping, of sowing and reaping. You sow mercy, you get mercy. You sow bitterness you get bitterness. You sow unforgiveness, you get unforgiveness. You sow joy, you get joy. You sow good words, you get good words. You sow into the kingdom of God, you uh, receive kingdom blessing. Did you hear that one? These blessings you see in the word, you want those? Sow the word. You'll receive the blessings of the word. So good. So we see here in uh, with Cain, what happened to Cain when he got mad? Did he deal with it? Well, he did. He just did the wrong way. What did he do? He let his anger boil up so much that he killed his brother. He got more angry and more angry. And there's buried anger that we stuff down inside of us. We deny it, especially as Christians, because we believe that as Christians we're not supposed to be angry. Church, Christians can be angry. Scripture says, be angry. Now, don't stop reading. How many of us take a scripture and stop reading where we get the part that we like? Don't do that. God's not going to bless just the section that you like and leave out the consequence. God's going to bless His entire word, not the little piece that you like to take. It says, Be angry. What does it say? And sin not. Or in Cookville, don't sin. Be angry and don't sin. That's a joke. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Don't bury your anger. But the last thing we want to do is admit that we're angry. So what do we do? We put a smile on our face and we pretend like everything's okay. How are you doing today? Good. Knowing you despise the person you're talking to. You're so mad at work in marriage, at church. Don't tell me church members don't get mad. You've just not been to church. Why do church members get mad? Because people get mad. And we're people. We don't get to just check out and not have that part. Nope, God says even in the church, be angry, but don't sin. Jesus was angry. God, if you read his word... Gets angry. That's an emotion he has given us for a reason. But we don't want anyone in the church to know we have a problem. Only the truth makes us free. Nothing but the truth. John 8 verse uh, 31 and 32. It says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word... Then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Honestly, I need to stop here. I'm not going to, but I need to stop. Uh, Wait, not yet. Hold on, go back. Yeah. So can I ask you, are you a disciple of Christ? If you want to say yes to that, then you need to read the rest of it. If you continue in my word, church, it's something that I started, the platform that I started way back in 2005 as the pastor of this church is to start reading the word. I'm going to be returning to that. There is no replacement for you walking with Christ. You cannot walk with Christ and not be in the word. It says right here, you are a disciple of mine. If you are in the word, you must be in the word. I cannot know Jesus without being in the Word. Why? Because Jesus is the Word. You read John 1, it says that He is the Word. How can I follow Jesus and know Jesus and not be in His Word? One of the things that's hurt me the most in my personality is people that don't know me try to read me. But once you get to know me, you know me. You can make a little bit better judgment of who I am once you get to, get to know me. But when you don't know me, when I don't know you, I have to make assumptions. And they're normally wrong. What happens with us walking with Christ when we're not in the Word? We make it into what we want it to be. And church gets messed up. It cannot work like that. We must know the Lord individually. This church can't change until we know the Lord individually. I must be a disciple of Christ and in order to be a disciple of Christ, I must continue in his word. And when I continue in his word, what happens is I get free. When you have church members that aren't in the word, you've got church members that are not free but acting like they, like they know God, and the church gets um, dysfunctional. So the moment I show up, the church becomes dysfunctional anyway, but I mean really dysfunctional. Aren't we all dysfunctional? We all have dysfunction. We're not per- perfect. None of us are. But if I will get to know the Lord, and church, if we together can get to know the Lord... Not only individually will we get free, but the church will get free. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make me free. Without me being in the Word, I will believe that I have the truth and be believing a lie. Did you hear that? If you're not in the Word, and what I mean is you need to be drinking this and eating this daily, just like you eat food. That's what's fueling my body. If you're not in the Word fueling your body regularly, then you're going to be be believing lies and think they're truths. Everybody say amen. It's a good word. What does it take to get you to say, okay, I'll get in the Word? That's really the quandary that that I'm facing. How does someone from the stage make that kind of impact? I don't, I don't know that I can. God, God has to do it in you. Um, I, I have a history in my life of doing Weight Watchers, and if anybody tries to push me into doing something, I'll just reject it. It's just my personality. You push me, I just, I'm like, no, nope, I won't do that one. But if it's my decision, I can do it. You have to make a decision to get in the Word. And I, want to, I don't promise much, but I promise you, it'll change your life. I promise. My promise is based on God's Word. My promise is not based on even my own testimony, which, which it does. It lines up. But even though it goes from my testimony, it goes back to His Word. God is faithful. You need breakthrough in your life? Get in the Word. Continue in His Word because you will get free. You will get truth. But the truth has to be received and accepted. How many of you know someone can tell you the truth and you not believe it? I've done that. I've had people help me on certain things and uh, with computers or with even with church or with business, and I'm like, that can't be right. And I just keep doing it my own way and keep failing until sometime I just humble myself and think, okay, this is stupid, but I'm going to try it. Well, son of a gun, that worked. I would have never dreamed that that would have worked. The Lord really spoke to me years ago with Pastor Matt, who I, who I served under, because there were a lot of things that he did that I didn't believe was right. But God kept proving himself faithful that what Matt was doing was right. And I'm like, God, how does A plus C equal this? How does this equal that? Pastor, and the Lord just spoke to me. There's more than, and let me just phrase this in a bad way. There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to do things. Forgive me. We have a cat. We're cat lovers. Um, It's just an expression I hope some of you old school people would get. But it's so important to realize that when someone comes with wisdom, it's not always your way that'll work. God's ways are higher than our ways. There are ways that seem right to a man, but in the end, they lead to death. And my way, if not allowed the Holy Spirit and the Lord and the body of Christ and wisdom to help lead me, it will lead me to death. And the way that I find it, I'm winding up that we're just talking about the word. I'm just going to let the Lord just speak to us here and not necessarily touch on anger. But the only way I find the right way is is through Christ. I have to receive it. I have to accept it. And then I have to do it. Even though you give me good seed, and I believe these are good seed, you show up someday and you say, hey, Pastor Paul, I've got the best um, tomato seeds ever. These are the best. They will grow. They'll be huge. They'll taste great. Oh, man, that's great. Thank you. I believe it. I believe it. I've seen what you've done. And there they are. You bring them in and show me. And I have the seeds, but I never sow them. Will I receive the benefit of those? No, but I believe they're good, and I have them. And I even, may even walk around with them, but it's not until I do it. That's why we have these classes with my mom and with Bruce, and I, we teach a Sunday school class, and Burton and Cindy teach Sunday school class, and Pastor Justin teaches a Sunday school class, and Pete and the youth are teaching a Sunday school class, giving these seeds, I'm sorry, and Teresa, oh yeah, man, they're on fire. If you want to know a class that's on fire, that one's it. Um, Teresa and the, the ladies, what are y'all called? What's the name? Brides of Christ? Yeah, close. <laughs> but that's why we have these, these small groups is to help give you seeds and encourage you to plant them. This morning was about using the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, Elizabeth had a great word about Um, uh, just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And how do we seek the Holy Spirit when we have these opinions and these thoughts? And and Bruce is doing letters to the church. My mom's doing the prayer circle. And um, you guys can do these books all day long, but if people don't apply them, no change will ever occur. We've got prayer tonight, intercessory prayer tonight trying to sow seeds of prayer into this church to see breakthrough in our community and in our church and in our people. But the intention of the leaders is to, is to, is to give seed. The Lord gives us the seed, but we've got to sow it. The stuff on anger, let's just end it with this, is just stop sowing anger. One of the best sources to take your anger is to take it to the Lord. Read Psalms. As Pete said, they're going to start going through the Psalms. One thing to catch on to of what's going on there is David releases his anger to the Lord. Over and over and over. But he always ends with, But God, I trust you. And you're good. And you can handle these things I'm going through. So can I just close with that? Get in the word, By getting in the word, what's going to happen is, is you're going to open yourself up and your heart's going to soften. That whole thing about the word getting, being thrown onto four different kinds of soil, you may start off and you may be a hard soil. Keep reading. Keep meeting. The first time I ran, I felt like I was going to die. I didn't want to ever run again. But I ran the next day. And then I ran the next day, and my body felt better and better and better. I still, and I'll tell you, I love running, but I don't love running. (laughs) I love finishing. I don't love running. My body's telling me to stop from the moment I start. But keep reading. Get around other readers. Get around people that encourage you to read and can take that word that you've just gotten and be able to talk to you about it. Man, I just read a word today. Can I talk to you about it? Yeah, let me tell you what the Lord's just said to me about that word. And you start to grow and you start to believe. And what happens is the Holy Spirit starts to teach you and starts to lead you and starts to guide you. And I want you to know you're gonna wake up and your life is going to be different challenges will still come but I can tell you my challenges and circumstances will not drive my my life any longer God's got it he already knew that challenge was going to come so he must have me a way through it you can do this but the only way is through Christ the only way is through the word the only way is through Jesus I am the way the truth and the life nobody Comes to the Father, except through Jesus. And that pathway is through his word. Now, I just completely uh, got t- went on a tangent, and I would just trust that the Holy Spirit was speaking to us this morning. We'll dive back into anger. We'll get angry next week.